Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Deuteronomy 1, verses 1 through 8. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side of Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea between Paran and Tephel, and Laban and Hazaroth and Diahaz. There are 11 days' journey from Horeb by the way of the Mount Seir until Kadesh Barnea. Everybody say, only 11 days. days. It's significant. Watch. Read. And it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto the children of Israel, according unto all that the Lord has given him in commandment unto them. After he had slain Shihon, the king of the Amorites, which dwell in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Basham, which dwell at Etzeroth, in Edrei, on this side, Jordan, in the land of Maor, began Moses to declare this Lord, saying, Moses is declaring everything that God has said unto him. Listen, read. The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. We know that God has no time. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the first and the last. He's the alpha and the omega. But time is going to need to be noted here because what did he tell them? The latter part? You have dwelt long enough in this mount. So God understands that there's some places that you've been dwelling too long in. Turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the Amorites and unto all the places nigh thereunto, in the plain, in the hills, and in the vale, and in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, and unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the rivers Euphrates. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Let us pray, eternal God, we are so grateful and thankful unto you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, Lord, help us to be recipients, to receive, to not just be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of it. And today, God, if there's anyone in here that does not know you in the parting of their sins, let them come to the realization that today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow, we're not promised. So if they have never repented of their sins, nor been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, let them see that today is the day where they can be found repenting, being baptized in Jesus' name, and Lord, you fill them 
with your precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, when all of these things are said and done, people are delivered, shackles are broken, and people are renewed in their spirit. We'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for the salvation is of today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before you're seated, I want to look at the, the sixth verse says, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. In verse number eight, Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. In the remaining time that I have, I'd like to minister to you from this thought. You've been here long enough. Now your position to possess. God bless you. You may be seated. You've been here too long. Now your position to possess. You see, we find Moses here and he's speaking to the people. Moses speaks to the people all that the Lord had in commandment. Horab was but 11 days distance from Kadesh Barna. What does that mean? What's the significance? I submit to you, 11 days journey into the promised land took 40 years. 40 years. An 11 day trip turned into 40 years. This was to remind them that their own Bad conduct had brought about their tedious wanderings, that they might be the more readily understood the advantages of obedience. They must now move forwards. They must now move forward, though God brings his people into trouble and affliction. He knows when they have been tried long enough. Enough is enough. And enough is too much where you are right now and some of the situations and conditions you find yourself in. You're ready. Come up out of it. I got anybody in here really ready to come up out of it? (laughs) You've been in that place long enough. You're about to position yourself for your possessions. Got to move forward. God knows You've been there too long. When God commands us to go forward in our Christian course, it's with the understanding that he knows the ending from the beginning. He knows what the end will be and how he'll take you there. Don't forget now, he knows the plans that he has for you, declares the Lord, plans of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has things in store. I, I submit to you, he's got some things in store for us corporately as New Life Ministries of Aiken and also individually. That right now you can't phantom or you can't envision. But as the scripture puts it, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. That's according to 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. And with that being said, do I have any lovers of God in the house? Do I have anybody who loves the Lord, who's willing to leave that place where he says, you've been here long enough? I wanted to uh, lay the foundation with the scripture, but I think it is more than noteworthy that we hear what Moses was declaring to the people of God. He's about to depart from 
the scene. He's, he's about to turn the reins over to a young man by the name of Joshua. And we'll find out how all of that took place. But one of the things I need you to understand is that those places and times, they mean something. They were places that God had done some great things in the lives of the children of Israel. But how many of you know sometimes we forget? How soon we forget how good God has been to us. We, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we have arrived and we've got the house we want, the ride we want, the job we want, the money in the bank we want, we tend to forget how we got it. Now you're stepping over in high cotton and you think you're all of that. No, uh-uh, bruh. no, sis. But Moses is now about to step off of the scene. And so God wants him to address the people of God one more time. And I, I said this, uh, depending on what uh, books you may read and a uh, theological mindset you have, some believe that is actually Joshua bringing the people over a review of what transpired. But let me just say it like this. The scripture says, Moses said. These be the words which Moses spake unto all of Israel on this side, Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea, between Baran and Topel and Laban, and Hazarab and Diahab. There are 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir. Stop right there. Prior to this, he's giving a history. When it says the other side of the Jordan, don't forget they had to leave Egypt. Egypt represents bondage. And God had brought them out of Egypt. He delivered them. But again, how soon we forget. As soon as they were in the wilderness, as soon as they had to go through their go-through, they wanted to get back through to Egypt. They began to miss the garlic and the onions, the easy life. But Moses is reminding them, we went through all of these places. And now I want you to read, how many days? There are 11 days journey from Horeb, by the way, of Mount Seir. From Horeb to Mount Seir, they were right at the threshold. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. They were right at the threshold of where God had promised. God said to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob that I'm going to give you a land. You don't see it now, but I'm going to give you a land that flows with milk and honey. They're right here 11 days away, right at the brink of stepping in to their possession. I hope somebody gets this. Sometimes we get stuck like Chuck in a place that God never intended for us to be in. And he's saying to them, it's long enough. That you dwell in this mount. Please read. Mount Seir unto Kandesbanaya. And it came to pass in the 40th year. And it came to pass in the 40th year. Now what he's trying to do is chronicle telling you that listen, it was 11 days that they were right there. But now here we're right back at this same spot almost 40 years later. And he's now addressing them. Read. In the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto the children of Israel, Mm -hmm. according unto all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them. See, there are some things that God will give your leader. God will give your pastor to give to you. But the question on the floor is, are you going to be receptive? Yo, I know how it is. Y'all grown folk, and you do what you want to do, how you want to do it, and who you want to do it, and he can't tell me. You're right! But I tell you what, at the end of the day, according to Hebrews 13 and 17, one day my brother and sister, I will have to stand with you in judgment. And I promise you, I have to give the report, just like it was. Lord, why you send them to the church? They gave me a, a etc. I had motion all through the ministry. 
He's now explaining to them, you were right at the brink. You were about to go in, but because of your disobedience, because of you're not willing to listen and hear what the man of God had to say, now we're back at this place almost 40 years later. Read. After he had slain Shihon, the king of the Amorites, Mm -hmm. which dwell in Heshbam, and Og, the king of Besham, which dwell at Esterah, in a tree on this side, Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law, saying. Listen what he's about to declare in this law. Read. The Lord our God spoke unto us in Horeb, saying. This is what he said. Now, this was over almost 40 years ago. This is what he spoke to us. This is what he said he would do. Read. Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. He said, now, you were 11 days away from Horab to Seir, and you could see it. But now here we are, almost 40 years later, and we're having this discussion. There's some stuff to be truthful. I don't need to teach no more. You should know to pay your tithes. You should know to live holy. You should know that you have to entreat your brother and sister with brotherly love. But every now and then. I think I need to reiterate to you what the scripture says. And that's what Moses is doing. He's reminding them, you don't need to be here. You've been in this place almost 40 years when we were right at the brink of stepping over. Read. Turn you and take your journey and go to the Mount of the Amorites. Now, this is what he told them then. Now he's telling them again, reminding them, this is what you should have done. Now, the Amorites were fierce people. They lived in the mountains, and nobody that did battle with them would come out unscathed. And so they had some reservations, if you please. Read. And unto all the places nigh thereunto, in the plain, in the hills, and in the vow, and in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, and unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. That's a lot of territory. But he's saying, if you do this, I'll do that. Read. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Wait a minute. Do I know God to be a promise keeper? Gerald Haynes, yes, you do know it. But the question on the floor is, do you know him to be a promise keeper? He's not a man that he should lie. Whatever he said he'll do it, he'll do it. If God told you right now to Go get a mosquito and hook a train to him and he's going to pull it. You better believe God can do it. God can do anything but fail. Things that are impossible with man are possible with God. Read. Behold. Behold. I have set the land before you. God set the land before them. Now that's it. That's money in the bank. You can take it to the cashier and say, hey, God said he put this land before me. Read. Go in. Now, you have a responsibility. You've been in this place too long, long enough. Now you've got to go in and what? Possess the land. You want God to do everything for you, don't you? But you don't want to do nothing. This is, I hope, this is not one of them churches, but you know that people pray, Lord, go in the courtroom. Lord, go in the hospital and Lord, save them. Okay, if the Lord is doing all of that, what's your part? What are you doing? If the Lord's doing all that, he said, I set the lamb before you. Now, what I need you to do, sir, ma'am, take one foot and put it in front of the other and possess the land. Read. Which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jacob, to give unto them, to give unto them, and to their seed, and to their seed after them. That means everything. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Everything that's attached to me. 
got the blessing coming. The oil runs from the head to the feet. So all you got to do is obey. Make unto you at that time saying. He said, now, we had this conversation a while back. This is what I said to you at that time. Read. I am not able to bear you myself alone. This is Moses saying, when we first, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that when every seat is filled with somebody that's hungering and thirsting after righteousness, I pray when every seat is filled with people that come from the north, south, east, and west, I pray when every seat is filled with somebody that really wants to live holy for God, that we remain the same. He's saying, when we first started on this journey, it wasn't a lot of us. When we were put in captivity, it wasn't a lot. Most theologians believe that when they left Egypt, it was a million plus. So he's making a plea. He's copping a plea. I can't do all this by myself. The Lord your God have multiplied you, mm-hmm. and behold, ye are this day as the stars of heaven for multitude. That's what he promised. He told Abraham. Remember when he made that covenant with Abraham? He said, your seed will be as the stars in the sky, in the sand that's in the sea, innumerable. And they had got to that place. I don't know, some of y'all, do y'all believe what you pray for? Amen. If you pray that exponentially there will be growth in this place, then you have to position yourself for your possession. Because when they come in, guess what? They come in. And they're going to need to have somebody that's not just talking it, but walking it. The Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as ye are. He did it. Just what he promised, he did it. And bless you as he has promised you. Bless as he's promised you. Somebody shout, he's a promise keeper. Oh, yes, he is. How can I myself alone bear your cumbrance and your burden and your strife? This is him saying that, listen, y'all done got so thick. Y'all know y'all be coming to me with everything, every problem, every situation. He said, I just can't handle it. And what happened was his father-in-law, Jethro, one day came to him and said, Moses, man, listen, let me give you the 411. You're going to suffer burnout if you keep trying to deal with all these people. Why don't you do this? Why don't you break it up? Appoint leaders over thousands, hundreds, 50, and 10. Now he's, he's has the suggestion. Take you wise men and understanding and known among your tribes, and I will make them rulers over you. Mm-hmm. And he answered me and said, the thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. Okay, so he said, man, I'm on that. Yeah, I don't want to have an early demise worrying about what y'all bring me every day of the week. It sounds good to me. Let's implement it. So I took the chief of your tribes wise men and known and made them head over you captains over thousands and captains over hundreds and captains over fifties and captains over tens and officers among your tribes and i charge your judges at that time saying hear the causes between your brethren and judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is with him continue to read ye shall not respect persons in judgment but that ye hear the small as well as the great ye shall not be afraid of the face of man for the judgment is god's listen moses was judging taking care of every matter now he gets this epiphany that i'm going to do what my father-in-law said i'm going to appoint over thousands hundreds fifties and tens but this is the criteria you need to listen to what the people have to say if it's too much for you he says then you bring it to me and then i'll judge the matter but make sure that you're no respect of person see sometimes we kind of get to be a respect of person somebody we like or somebody got a little something something i ain't gonna say too much to them yeah, they, they walk out you could bring me a sack of money sit it right 
right there on that front seat. And if you don't do what you need to do according to the scripture, I'm coming to your face. And we're going to talk about it. There are some cultures and some churches that you, you give them money. It's called hush money. Shh, don't you say nothing. You know I'm out there sleeping around. Oh, you see that bag of money I let? You can't buy me. What do you think? I have to one day, one day I have to stand with you in judgment. And I can't afford to have your blood on my hands. My hands don't look good in blood. I am not fooling with you. If you live in contrary to the word, I must address that. Now, trust me, my kids will tell you, I would spank them, and they'd be good and hot, and <laughs> you know when you got cry, so you got, <laughs> ain't no more tears right there. <laughs> I say, oh, come here, daddy love you anyway. After you're chasing them, you love up on them. Same thing here. If you have a chastening coming, receive it. Don't get mad and walk out the door. Anybody can do that. The Bible says that no chastening at the present feels good. My kids at that moment, they probably didn't want nothing to do with me, but later on, they understood. I had their best interests at heart. And yes, sometimes I would repeat something my mother said that I never could figure out. Son, this going to hurt me more than this going to hurt you. I'm saying to myself, what? What book is she coming from? But it does. As a parent, no parent, if you be truthful, you don't understand that phrase, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you until the script is flipped and now you're a parent. Then you'll understand. I know why it hurt my mama. I know why it hurt my daddy to spank me. And I commanded you at that time all the things which ye should do. And when we departed from Horeb, we went through all that great and terrible wilderness which ye saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites as the Lord our God commanded us and we came to Kandabarneas. Now he's saying, I told you what to do and all you have to do is obey. And they got there and now he's saying to them. And I said unto you, ye are coming to the mountain of the Amorites, which the Lord our God doeth give unto us. Now, don't forget, Amorites, they were fierce warriors. Nobody, nobody could defeat them. But God said, hey, no sweat. I got this. I've already prepared the land. I've already made a way. Read. Behold, the Lord thy God have set the land before thee. Go up and possess it. So if he set the land before them, all you have to do is trust and obey. Talk back to the preacher. All you got to do is trust and obey. All they had to do was trust what he said. I've already cleared it out. I've already set you up. All I need you to do, position yourself for your possession. Which the Lord our God doeth give unto us. See, that's the part that I think is going over our head. Which the Lord thy God giveth to you. If God gives it to you, I don't care how many haters are in the room. You're going to get it. You're going to get just what God has for you. What God has for you. It is for you. As the Lord God of thy fathers have said unto thee, fear not, neither be discouraged. Fear not. It is amazing how fear has pulverized people in the church. You're scared. Ain't no need. He said, fear not. And ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, we will send men before us, and they shall search us out the land. Stop. God said, I already set the land before you. I've already, in essence, given you the victory, and this is their comeback. Well, I know you God and everything, but we need somebody that we can trust. Somebody we can put our hands on to come back and tell us. 
But that's what it says. And bring us word again by what way we must go up and into what cities we shall come. In other words, they want some human being to go tell them, spy out the land, and then come back and say, okay, now take a shortcut here and turn here, and then you'll be able But God said, I already set the land. Do you know what that means? It's already done, done, done. But they're saying, uh-uh, no, no, God, we need somebody that we know. And the saying pleased me well, and I took 12 men of you, one of a tribe. Now you, and again, you can see how he's giving them a review of what Israel went through. Don't forget, this happened in Numbers. They asked for 12 men. He picked 12 men, one from every tribe. He said, now y'all go. When they went, they began to look, and they saw. And it was a land that flowed with milk and honey. It was a land that it was so fruitful. The Bible said that they took some grapes to bring back, and it took two men to carry a bundle of grapes and they're bringing back the grapes and now they want the report of the 12 spies you know the account 10 of those spies said well it's kind of like he said it's good stuff they got there everything grows big and huge but there's some giants in the land so now they're looking they see the the proof but they say wait a minute anak the children of anak they they were giants it is believed that this is where goliath and his crew came from goliath and his four brothers and so they said a matter of fact we are like grasshoppers in their sight i got any military people in here you know when you do reconnaissance you ain't trying to be seen you're taking cover and concealment so they don't see you but they bring a report back we are like grasshoppers in their eyes so the question on the floor is you think they went out and did a survey excuse me mr giant you think we look like grasshoppers in your sight you think we too small no they didn't even see them but it goes back to what a man thinks that is what he is If you think yourself to be small, that's what you will be. They saw themselves that way. The giants never saw them. So he's he's rehearsing, like I said, this is an account that happened. And they turned and went up into the mountain and came unto the valley of Eshol and searched it out. And they took up the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down unto us and brought us word again and said, It is a good land which the Lord our God doeth give us. Notwithstanding, we would not go up, but rebel against the commandments of the Lord your God. And ye murmured in your tents and said, Because the Lord hatred us, he hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Now, they asked for the spies. This wasn't Moses. Moses wasn't going to send no spies. He was taking God as word. He was trust. Trust and he was doing that. But they said, wait a minute. No, we need somebody that we know to come back and tell us. Now, the person that they wanted to tell them they told them now they're saying god got something against us he set us up he wants us to go out there so they could slaughter us really that's what you think of your god you think that your god has brought you out to destroy you we were all in egypt don't forget egypt represents sin so now you mean he brought you on this side of the jordan to destroy you to cause you to fail cause you to be a people that when people think of you they laugh you to scorn Mm-mm. that was their request read whither shall we go up our brethren have discouraged our hearts saying the people is greater and taller than we. Now, had they not disobeyed and trust and obeyed. 
they wouldn't have this report that now is conflicting within themselves. They're struggling with, do because there were two that came back with a positive report, Caleb and Joshua. They said, well, well, what do we need to do? They said, come on, let's go possess the land. It's ours. But see, you know how you roll is the majority. Can I tell you this and nobody be offended? There's going to be a broad road to hell. Many there will be that travel it. And you're traveling because you're, well, everybody doing it. I might as well. But the way is straight and narrow. And it'll be few that'll be on that road. Read. And moreover, we have seen the sons of Achanim there. Then I said unto you, dread not, neither be afraid of them. He going back and telling them, don't forget what God told us. Read. The Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you. Wait a minute. Anybody ever heard to hold your peace and the Lord will fight your battles? Anybody heard that before? He said, vengeance is mine. It belongs to me. Don't fear what man may say or do. According to all that he did for you in Egypt for your eyes. In other words, please remember where you were. Where Jesus found you. Some of us, we were some wretches undone. <laughs> Can we just be real? We said and done some things that we would be shamed if they put it on the screen right now. And in the wilderness where thou have seen how that the Lord thy God bear thee as a man doeth bear his son. You see, he brought them all the way back so they could remember where he brought them from, how he brought them from. That's why all of the places and the names that we talked about were very essential. Because those were places where God met them in a mighty way and delivered them again and again and again. Because they messed up. Remember we saw in the song, he's faithful, oh so faithful. We are not faithful like that. We are not faithful to God. God gives us a little something, something, and guess what? Then I don't see you for the next 20 years. It ain't going to last that long. Trust me. In all the way that ye went until ye came into this place, yet in this thing ye did not believe the Lord your God. Disobedience. They were bred something that the devil implanted in those two spies. And now they would not believe what God had told them. Only what the two spies had told them. Read. Who went in the way before you to search you out a place to pitch your tents in? In fire by night to show you by what way you should go? And in a cloud day and in a cloud by day. And the Lord heard the voice of your words and was wroth and sweared, saying, Surely there shall not one of these men of this evil generation see that good land. Stop. Just in case you did not know, God hears you when you talk. Now, I know some of y'all think if you go in the back room and you cut off the light, now God can't see you, nor can he hear you. You foolish, foolish person. It said that he heard their voice and it angered him. You see, and sometimes in your disbelief, You'll utter some stuff out of your mouth. It's called negativity. Why God can't. It's in your mind that God can't. But he knows what he's able to do. And because they went in their tents and had a little private powwow, he said, I heard it. Now you done got me good and mad. Save Caleb, the son of Janiah. He shall see it, and to him will I give the land that he has trodden upon, and until his children because he have wholly followed the Lord. Because he have wholly followed the Lord. Some of y'all are part-time Christians. There are two people that work full-time. That's God and the devil. 24-7. But we are part-time. Because a lot of us, we, we serve God based on our feelings and our emotions. If God is doing some good stuff in our life and fixing everything for us, marriage is going good, got some money in the bank, new job, car, 
Man, I'm going to serve him. But when those things start falling away, question on the floor is, now how's your serve? He, he said, I'm going to give this to him because he fully asked yourself this question. Are you fully following Christ Jesus? Well, I'm just, you know, one of those Sunday goers. Just on Sunday, you see me. Monday through Saturday, you on your own, preacher. You don't need to hear from me. You don't need to know what I'm doing. Just in case somebody was once thinking about being a part of this ministry, what you see is what you get. I'm 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If it's a leap year, please add that day. I'm calling the house because we ought to be able to be in relationship. We're on a Christian journey. Some describe it as a race. I want to know who I'm passing the baton to. Is it somebody ready? Also, the Lord was angry with me for your sake, saying, <laughs> Thou also shall not go in thither, but Joshua, the son of Nun. Wait a minute, let me. Moses is saying, y'all bunch of heathens. Y'all caused me not to go in. I was well on my way in. Because one day y'all got on my last nerve. The Lord told him, he said, listen, the people are thirsty. Just speak to the rock. In the water flow. They had Moses so mad, his grits was burnt good that day. And the Lord said, speak to the rock. He took his staff and pow, hit the rock. The water came out. But God said, okay, that going to cost you. You're disobedient to me. Now, that just was, he's, he's blaming it on them. He said, y'all caused me to mess up. Y'all caused me not to be able to enter in. Moreover, your little ones, which ye say, which ye said should be a prey, and your children, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in thither, and unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. You see, we have a propensity to say, who won't in our children make it? And, you know, because right now they're acting crazy. They're out there doing their own thing. He said, wait a minute. Them very ones that you're saying not going to make it, the ones you're saying weak that's going to die in the wilderness, I'm reversing it. You ain't going in. I'm going to march you around for 40 years. All you warriors, I'm going to make sure you drop dead in the wilderness. And then those ones that you said will be the prey, the ones that will be weak, guess what? They're going in. I'm going to tell you right now, there's some backsliders going to come back to Christ. And when they do come back, they're coming back. They're going to live for God like nobody's busy. You're going to say, well, wait a minute. That's you. That's not God. But as for you, turn you. you. Turn you. And take your journey. Take your journey. Into the wilderness mm -hmm. by the way of the Red Sea. Back it up. Now you keep. Now this is where he was saying. We've been in this place one time before. Now 40 years later. I want you to go out in the wilderness. Then ye answered and said unto me. We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight. According to all that the Lord our God commanded us. And when ye had girded on every man his weapon of war. Ye were ready to go up into the hill. Now they were ready to do what God said. Listen. After they messed up. Now they said. Now we're going to do just what the Lord told us to do. And they put on their weapons and prepared to go to fight. And what did the Lord say? And the Lord said unto me, say unto them, go not up, Ooh. neither fight, uh -huh. for I am not among you. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me now your mind is made up to do what God told you. And now you think that he's going to be there like he's always been. He said, listen, modern day vernacular, pump the brakes. Don't go. Because if you go, I'm not with you. You're operating in your own strength and your own power. You're not operating under the spirit of God. 
Because when I told you to do it, you said, oh, no, we need to talk to somebody. Somebody we know. Lest ye be smitten before your enemies. Now, he told them the consequences. He said, now, I know y'all think y'all going to go, and I'm going to be with you. I'm not there. And if you go, they're going to wear you out. So I spake unto you, and ye would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and went presumptuously up into the hill. It's kind of like Samson, strong. Samson always was able to, to defeat his enemy. One day he fell in love with a harlot by the name of Delilah. God told him, don't whatever you do. Somebody better listen to me. Don't marry up out of your people. Don't go to those people and become unequally yoked. And what he said was, you know what? I'm good. So Delilah just wooed him. The Bible says you can get a chance to read the account. He laid his head on Delilah's lap. And she says, Samson, tell me where your strength lies. You know the account. He did it about three times. And she was so disheartened. And she said, Samson, modern day black, I'm not fooling with you no more. Please tell me the real deal. He said, well, if you braid my hair, cut it. Stop sleeping with the enemy. Stop sleeping with the enemy. They'll get all your secrets. He laid his head as he did in the other three previous times. And she did what she did before. Samson, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Did like he always did. Jumped up. The Bible said he shook himself. Come on, I'm ready. Something different now. The Bible said that the spirit of the Lord departed from him. Just what this is a counter saying. It's saying, don't go up there. I'm no longer with you. Some of us, we need to stop before we get to that place where God is no longer dwelling within you. And the Amorites which dwell in that mountain came out against you and chased you as bees do. And destroy you in Seir, even into Hormuth. Now, I, I hope this has never happened. But if you ever have the misfortune to find a honeycomb, and you say, I'm going to get me some of that honey. And you start dipping in. And at first, it might be one or two bees. Then all of a sudden, I mean, they attack you. They hit you. And I promise you, you will be fleeing because they will swarm you. That's how the Amorites did. Remember I told you the Amorites were fierce, but now they were even more fierce because God was not with the children of Israel. And ye returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to your voice, nor give ear unto you. So there will come a time where you're going to cry out to God and you know how y'all do it. Speak to the hand. God is going to say, I'm not hearing you. I'm not listening to you because when I try to tell you, come out of sin, you said, when I finish sowing my oats, when I get my pleasure on, after I do what I want to do. How many of you know that tomorrow is not promised to us? See, but we all think for some reason that we are immortal. That happened to them. That's not going to happen to me. New Life Ministries of Aiken, you know this year has been a tumultuous year for us by way of people making transitions. In the whole lifetime of this ministry, I've never done as many funerals as I've done in this one year. It shows us that's it. You can't play with life. Life is but a vapor. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. Continue to read that. They wept and they cried and they want him to change his mind. But God was saying, I'm not listening. I'm not hearing you. But he says in this, in closing of this particular scripture, and ye returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to your voice, nor give ear unto you. So ye abode in Kardash many days according unto the days that ye abode there. And shortly thereafter, Moses died. In my closing, I want to say
say something to you. God knows what and how to bring you out. He knows everything about you. And as he does, you said that you love the Lord. And I asked the question, do you love him enough to obey him? In other words, you've been in that place long enough in sin. You've been in that place in your life in a situation that you know is not good for you. It's very toxic. It's time to walk in full obedience obedience to his word. Don't continue to allow Satan to deceive you into walking in disobedience to the word of the Lord, but lay hold of what the word declares. It's because he knows that you've been in this place long enough. Come on, it's time to possess your possessions. Your blessing are there if you walk in obedience to God's word. Father, I gotta give you thanks because Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive, and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.